Welcome to Talent Hub Talk. I am Ben Duncan, and this is a place where prominent and inspirational figures from both the local ANZ and global Southwest Ohana share their stories. Hello and welcome back. Hopefully you have uh, listened to a few of these podcasts in the past and if you haven't, please do go back and listen to them because I can assure you there's a lot more interesting guests than just myself. But today it is just me and I'm going to quickly um, run through a, a quick review of the year so far. I'm recording this on the 30th of June, which in Australia is the end of our financial year. So I thought a good time just to kind of assess what's happened over the last six to 12 months and go through a few high level insights and things that I'm talking to my customers and candidates about right now. So if we look back at the last six months and kind of assess how things have been going in comparison to what we've seen over the last few years, I would say the market is still as busy as it's ever been really. Yeah, we have seen a little bit of a, a drop off in um, the number of contract requirements. We have uh, definitely seen more permanent roles in the Australian market over the last uh, six months, uh, for sure. And we have seen some of the, the bigger projects that were sucking up a lot of resources coming to a close soon. So um, we have seen more contractors coming onto the market and uh, not as many people snapping up roles super, super quickly in the contract space. Although there are Obviously, uh, examples of where people are picking up roles quickly, there's just been not as much demand from what we're seeing, at least because of some of these projects that might be coming towards the end of their uh, lifespan. So one example of that is a big government project in Victoria that's ending soon um, that really, really did suck up a lot of resources in um, late 2020, 2021 and, and into 2022. And which is coming to an end now. So we have definitely been seeing more permanent roles than contract, but contract will continue to grow. Obviously, it's based on predominantly project requirements and projects aren't really going anywhere at the moment. We're still seeing a lot of demand. So if you are looking to be a contractor or continue as a contractor, I still think the Australian market will be a good place to be. In terms of the skill sets that we've seen in demand and uh, maybe a lack of skills available, we've seen a huge continued growth in Marketing Cloud. A few years ago, we saw Marketing Cloud on our survey uh, being identified as a market that would grow extensively, and that definitely has happened. We've seen customers that have been unable to secure Marketing Cloud talent for six months plus, whether that's like an internal and kind of product platform owner um, whether that's a developer role, you know, there's been some huge growth for for some of the partners in the marketing cloud world. And yeah, there's certain players in that marketing cloud space that are constantly growing, constantly looking for good people. And uh, I definitely feel the market is short of marketing cloud talent. We have seen some growth in the commerce cloud space as well. Predominantly B2B commerce in Australia. Um, we've placed a couple of people in, in the B2C space as well. But yeah, we are seeing a real uptick in commerce cloud requirements. And, and yeah, definitely expect that to continue. So that's an area that we know it's difficult to upskill in commerce cloud. My understanding is there isn't a sandbox available. But if someone's looking to kind of find a, a way into a niche area, then commerce cloud is definitely a growing space in Australia and um, an area where we're definitely short of talent. Uh, and then the obvious ones, you know, developers are still very hard to come by. Good developers are hard to come by. They're in demand and they have lots of options. So someone that's got really good kind of full stack Salesforce development skills with Lightning Web Components being key, it's still a, a skill set that we, we're definitely short of. DevOps skills are still in demand and uh, we have a shortage of in the market. So um, people that 
potentially are doing a developer role and might not have the front end skills to be um, a strong LWC developer. There's other ways you can kind of uh, become niche and, and kind of hone your skills in other areas because I still see DevOps being a growing space and, and a market that's uh, definitely short of talent as well. And then obviously we're, we're looking at um, architects, solution architects and technical architects. Again, massive shortage of, of good experienced quality people. And there's always demand, especially in the permanent space for architects and especially with consulting partners. But there is definitely demand always for architects, really. It kind of never goes away. Um, and we've seen Salesforce hiring a lot of architects over the last kind of six to 12 months um, as well, which has meant a lot of the partners have lost resources to go and join Salesforce, which has meant that a lot of the partners are you know, having to promote people from other roles internally into architecture positions or having to hire and, and look to their competitors for talent. But yet yeah, it's, um, it's one of those skill sets architects obviously takes a while to to get to that level so you can't just create new architects overnight it does take some time um so um, the gap that we're finding for architects isn't going to go away anytime soon in the functional space we're definitely seeing a lot of demand for lead functional consultants especially working for smaller partners so over the last couple of years we've seen a lot of these smaller partners starting up from people that might have been um, employed by consulting partners themselves in the past or might have been contracting and have wanted to start a business. Now, these businesses over the last couple of years have maybe grown from one or two people to now, in some cases, kind of five or six with maybe an offshore team as well. In some cases, a lot more than five or six. And now a lot of these companies are looking for functional leads that can kind of have those discussions with customers onshore and gather the requirements, manage expectations, and really be the front of the project and then have uh, potentially offshore or more junior resources doing some of the hands-on work. So I've seen multiple Salesforce partners that have really struggled with hiring lead functional consultants in the market. And then even if we look at the admin role, which um, you know typically hasn't always been as candidate short as, as some of the other areas, specifically the developer area, and we've really seen companies struggling to hire good admins in the market recently, people that can consult, people that can um, you know, train and, and really work closely with the users. And communication skills have been really important in a lot of companies' search for Salesforce admins. And yeah, ultimately, we've found that a lot of companies have really struggled to find good admins in the market. So that's a kind of overview of some of the skills that we've seen in demand and a shortage of. Um, in terms of the economy and, and the impact that we're seeing at the moment, so obviously there's a lot of talk about inflation and obviously there's numerous companies in the US that have been laying off staff, a lot of tech firms, a lot of startups, a lot of the companies that haven't necessarily always been turning a profit as well. So far, uh, like I said, this is being recorded on the 30th of June. Um, it will probably be released in a couple of weeks. So if something changes in the meantime, um, obviously, I'll make that clear when I, I release this podcast. But so far, we haven't seen a huge impact in terms of people being laid off in Australia in the Salesforce market specifically. You know, one or two people I've heard of, um, but yeah, not not at scale. There have been a couple of um, unfortunate situations. Um, Vault Bank, as an example, in Sydney are closing their doors due to a lack of funding. Now, that will impact some Salesforce staff in both Australia and also the Philippines. Now, that's kind of one example of, of where there potentially has been you know, an impact and there probably will be other situations like that in the future um, just because of the way the economy is. But as it stands right now, we aren't seeing mass people losing their jobs in the Salesforce space. We haven't so far. And based on the conversations we're having with customers, we're not expecting that to be the case. We're still hearing from a lot of customers that they're, you know, they have big growth plans going into the next financial year. We're still hearing from people that are really actively hiring, really open to seeing good talent whenever it comes onto the market. So right now, I'm not suggesting that things 
might not change, but um, but yeah, right now the market is still buoyant. There's still requirements out there. There's still companies looking to grow and uh, companies struggling to hire as well. I did touch on um, some of the partners that have grown over the last couple of years, and um, it's been really interesting to see this unfold because there's some some real uh, major players now in the market that have formed over the last few years. You know, I'm, I'm talking companies like CloudWorks, Aware, Jarvis. These companies have grown significantly and uh, have hired um, huge teams already. And uh, again, I'm sure, you know, I don't speak to all of them, but, but yeah, I'm confident that all of those companies are looking to grow next year. So we're really seeing this kind of new tier of partner locally that's really um, getting huge scale and, and taking on some, some really big projects. So that's, uh, again, sucking up resources from some of the, the smaller partners and, and those partners are looking to grow as well. And then obviously you've got the enterprise levels, the Deloitte's, the Accenture's, the, the big end of town that uh, are constantly looking to grow as well. Into next year, I'm expecting this partner growth to continue, uh, at least the foreseeable, based on the conversations I've been having. And uh, I, I also see you know, some of the challenges that, that are happening in the market right now are because of the amount of turnover in the partner space. So I've been speaking to customers that are delivering projects with the support of a partner. And when someone leaves a consulting firm, obviously it impacts the consultancy themselves, but it also has a knock-on effect to their customer who might have had that person as a dedicated resource on their project. I did speak to one customer recently that had four different people in one role over the course of 12 months, where three of those people had left and then the fourth was the ultimate replacement. So yeah, we are seeing a lot of movement between consulting firms. Obviously, um, as these consulting firms have these growth plans, they need to keep adding people to deliver the projects they have, which leads me on to the next point, which uh, we're, we're still not seeing too many companies out there sponsoring visas. You know, I really expected that when the borders were opening that we would see a real increase in the consulting firms going out and bringing talent in from overseas. And we have seen some examples of this, um, but nowhere near the amount I was expecting. And I think part of that is the timescales. It takes a long time to get people sponsored in some cases. And there's quite a cost involved. And the cost is significantly higher than a lot of people think I'm led to believe by some of my clients. So we, we get a lot of people that are contacting us looking to come into the market from overseas. And uh, and the message I, I share regularly is uh, right now, you know, we don't have many options for companies that are willing to sponsor. Historically, the roles that I have seen people secure sponsorship for are developer roles and architect positions, um, and then any particularly niche uh, requirements like CBQ, FSL, you know, you've got more chance of securing sponsorship if you're coming into the market as an expert in one of those areas, or if you're a very strong developer or, or architect, because they're the areas that we're really struggling to find talent locally for. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's something, you know, hopefully more companies will, will start looking at that um, and bringing people in because that's the only way right now that we'll be able to keep up with the demand that we're seeing. And there have been some companies out there that are training and, and bringing through uh, rookies and, and career transitioners, and, and that's great to see, but that does take some time. And right now for the level of requirement that we're seeing consistently, it's, it's often for senior people. And uh, unfortunately, it will take some time for those people that are cross-training or or transitioning to get to that level. So right now, I think it's important that companies do still consider the overseas sponsorship route. For next year, I'm hoping the economy stabilizes and uh, inflation is uh, kind of pulled in and uh, and there's some control over that over the, the coming months because, uh, yeah, as I said, it hasn't had a huge impact on the Salesforce market, but we all know that things can change based on the global economy. So I think um, it's really important to bear that in mind when you are moving jobs, you know, understand the industry that you're moving into, the company that you're joining, just try to understand the potential risk factors 
ask the big hairy questions around, you know, the commitment that companies have um, for Salesforce and, you know, what their plans are long term with the platform. Or if you're joining a consulting firm, try to understand the, the investment that they're putting into this practice and to make sure that there is that stability if the market does take a downturn. But yeah, like I said previously, the conversations that we're having are positive. Companies are still looking to hire and there are lots of gaps that companies have been looking to fill for a very long time. And ultimately, it's been a real challenge to find good people in this current market. So I'm very happy to answer any questions anyone has. If anyone wants to reach out, LinkedIn is definitely the best place. Um, If you've got any queries on the Australian Salesforce market, and if there's anything I can do to help you in your own personal situation with regards to your Salesforce career, happy to answer any questions. And I look forward to answering any that come through. So that's a wrap for this week's episode. And thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the chat. And if you did, please make sure you have subscribed for future episodes that are coming through. I would also be very grateful if you would consider leaving a review on your chosen podcast platform as five-star reviews will help us to reach more trailblazers from across the world. I look forward to sharing another episode with you soon and thanks again.